Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Stephen and Joanne's Second Cup Season 2. That's right. Right. Does that mean it's, it's like our season. 12th cup, 20th cup? Whatever. Season 2, Episode 1. All right. Oh, that's there all you go. that means. Yeah, we got a, we got a great episode today. We're going to talk a little bit about your uh, little trip to, to France and yeah. all the fun things you did. I like the way you put that, my little trip to little France. Trip, like, well. It's just like, you know... <laughs> Yeah, just a little hop, skipping a jump over the pond. Yeah, just a little (laughs) skip over the puddle. Exactly. And then John Heffron, what an amazing comedian he is. Such a funny guy. I don't think we've laughed this hard since... Well, last time John Heffron was yeah, in the studio. Exactly. No kidding. So we're going to share that conversation with you, And also, too. Just, just before we get going here, I just got to say, you're looking remarkably awake this morning for somebody who spent a night at a Celine Dion concert. Okay. I mean, literally. The woman... Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the Saturday Night Live skit? I thought they said she's the greatest singer in all the world, but it was, I'm Celine Dion, the best singer in the whole world, or whatever. She is. I'm convinced <laughs> she is. Okay? After she seeing make, her last night. She didn't night. make Rolling Stone's top 100 singers of all time, you know. Okay. Can you believe... That was that was crap. You know that. <laughs> That was crap. But, um, yes, I saw her at LCA. She is, she's just kind of mind-blowing, honestly. Yeah. They, the caliber of her voice and for two hours singing like that and not missing a note and just uh, – and so actually seems very kind and humble. Like she would – you know, you'd, you'd go crazy clapping for a standing ovation and she'd just literally kind of put her hand over her heart and truly look – like she was thankful and humbled by the attention. She paid a coach a lot of money to teach oh, her how to do that. Stop. <laughs> no, I really like her. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. No, she does seem that way. She seems like a very humble person. And you know, and you got to remember when she first started her career, she spoke almost no English. Yeah, she's French right. Canadian. Oh yes. And so when she first started, it, it, she had to learn English in order to actually relate to crowds. She did part of um, the prayer. You know the song she does with um, Andrea Bocelli. It is, oh, you mm-hmm. know don't it know if that I played one. it for you. It is so beautiful. Yeah, Jason and I are really up on our Celine Dion playlist. I'm I know, Titanic. But yeah, that was the uh, that's My Heart Will Go On. First time. I know, that was like the, the Power of Love, right? Yep, that was, yeah, you guys, she hit them all. She did them all. It was so good. I thought Huey Lewis did The Power of Love. <laughs> no, but didn't she do one like... Uh, <laughs> yes, she did. She did one called The Power. Yeah, um, as a matter of fact, she knows I her playlist. could put it up. Yeah, I've got part of that one on video. Yeah, and I, I sing so poorly that like in my mind, I'm like, just just sing the beginning of Power of Love. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Just search it later, because okay? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it's only good. good to do it karaoke style when she's singing next to her, so you can match her tone and be like, "I sound just like her." I, well, we—I like was there with my we're sister listening. and two friends, and we all said that we're like, "Why do we think we sound so good when we're singing along with her?" You know, in the shower, <laughs> because in the she's car. amplified and you're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she did half of the prayer in French. Just uh-huh. beautiful, just beautiful. But but speaking of France, of France, and France, my little trip to France. You walked in this morning and you were Un like, "Petit trip to France." Merci. Oh, no, no, you were like, oh, no. "I said bonjour." That's it. Bonjour is hello. Well, yes. we, we were taught, actually, uh, when we first went on a Viking River cruise. And my wife and I profess not to be cruisers. We don't like to do these planned vacations. We like freelance things where okay. we go places and just see for ourselves. But this just looked too good to resist. Uh, and it turned out Viking does a phenomenal job. So we got on a boat in Bordeaux. And these are long river boats, specifically yeah. made for rivers. My only complaint about the whole trip, I'll get to that in a second. But first of all, the food, clearly looking at me, phenomenal. This stuff was absolutely great. 
Uh, Loren texted me this morning and said, what time does the breakfast start? Right, <laughs> just, exactly. You're so used to it. And, and everything is so good. And the service is great. They have a great staff of people. Uh, it seemed like a whole bunch of Romanians on board were, the, were, were staffers and some French and, and so forth. And the instant you walk in, they learn your name. That you walk into the bar, they're standing there ready with your drink. Wow. For you. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, and everybody is so pleasant and so nice. The food was uh, phenomenal. And I have this onion issue, an onion allergy. And from the day I told them that, literally, I, I picked up a, a plate of food. I walked over to the table. And all of a sudden, the chef ran over and says, no, don't eat that. Wow. And I went, what? He says, marinated in onions. Now, I didn't know who he knew who I was. Yeah. So after that, everything was specifically made without onions for me. Wow. And they were really good about not making any mistakes about that, which was which was great. The wine, obviously, we're in Bordeaux. Great. A bunch of excursions and things like that, uh, which I don't even like bus trips and stuff like yeah. that. But these were actually really good. I bet. So everything worked out really, really well. My only complaint, I didn't do much river cruising. Really? Because it's short distance between well, stops? Yeah, between where they're going a short distance anyway. But the problem was it's a tidal river. So in other words, whatever the ocean's doing is what the river does. Mm -hmm. And this particular time of year, I guess, it's pretty extreme. So it's either really high or really low. And if you don't hit exactly the right point between those two, you'll either get stuck or you're going to hit a bridge. Oh, well, yeah, both problems, I would so think. So they don't cruise a lot. Right. So basically, I think the whole time I was there in a week, we probably spent Maybe six hours, actually, on the river. Oh, wow. Most of the time, you just go, like, an hour to a place and stop for another day. It's almost like jumping on a water taxi and going to the it's next stop. It's like that. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> it'd be like having a really nice hotel someplace that you could just take excursions. Yeah. Other than that, I have zero complaints about that. Then we went to Paris. Uh, and it was kind of a freelance trip that Lorraine and I did. We went to Paris and stayed at a wonderful hotel, uh, really close to the Opera House, which is a spectacular building. Uh, we climbed the Eiffel Tower. Wow. Uh, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah, you, did, actually, you did a Facebook I, Live I, I, that was great to watch. And poor Loren, I, she wasn't okay. right next to you, Stephen. Well, she I didn't realize this about her. She is really a lot more afraid of heights than I thought. Yeah. Uh, we went on a balloon trip in Nashville last summer, and she was a little nervous about it. And I thought that was a lot more uh, shaky than this Well, yeah, one. because you could go over the side of a balloon. On the or Eiffel Tower, it's it can deflate. It's high. Something like that, yeah. right? The Eiffel Tower's been there like 150 <laughs> years. It's not going anywhere. And yeah. you're, you're kind of, you can't, like, fall off it. No, right? no, I mean, there's really, you're, no, you're, everything's fenced in. I mean, yes. you have to really work to get yourself off yes. that, that building. Um, but what what we did is, because Lorraine and I are two things. We are adventuresome, and two, we are, we are cheap. <laughs> so we looked over, and there's a line to, to take the elevator to the very, from the ground to the top. Okay, and you go all the way to the very top, and there's a restaurant and stuff at the top. And it's like 25 euros, which is like 30 bucks. Or we look over on the other side, and there's zero line for 20 euro, which is like 22 bucks or 23 bucks. You could climb the first two levels of stairs, and then you take the elevator. How many floors is that? I've got to look it up, but, man, it was it was it was hard climbing. They should have paid you to do that one. <laughs> you think so? I mean, really? well, they do in a way. You get a well, cheaper ticket, just and you a saved bit. a few bucks, and you got a good glute workout. You exactly. got a great glute workout. But we, but that is where I found out Loren's afraid of heights, and we're in a staircase inside one of the legs, and you just keep going up. Just staircases. Yeah. Just, it's not like a spiral stair, and you're not looking down. There's no place to right. look down. You're just kind of looking out as you get higher and higher and higher, and you're inside the framework of the Eiffel Tower, and you just climb and climb and climb and climb and climb, and then you get to the first level. Which is, I don't know, it feels like you're about a thousand feet off the ground already. Hmm. So you're way up there. And then you climb, 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 climb to the second level, which is, seems to be like another, I don't know how tall the whole thing is, but right. you're about three quarters of the way up now. Then you take an elevator. You guys climbed all those stairs. Yeah. 
Well, that's good because you would have come back weighing 20 pounds more, but it sounds like 18. That's what I'm thinking. So now here's the problem. So we got back to the airport and went through customs, and the guy says, do you have anything to declare? And and I I can be a little bit of a smart aleck. I don't know if you know that about me. I do. Uh, I decided this might not be the time, but I was going to say, here's what came through my mind. Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Clark, do you have anything to declare? And I wanted to say, yeah, I'm smuggling in 10 pounds of French fat. Trapped to my middle, but I figured. Oh my gosh, that'd be really smart. I know. I figured at that point they'd say, "Come along with us, sir. We'd like to." Because you, you know these custom guys love when but you crack jokes with them. Instead, they just looked at you and be like, "Seems right." Yeah, right. <laughs> so I decided instead that I could probably ten. not claim the extra ten pounds of fat. Yeah. You just in. so you guys know, also the first platform okay, is 190 feet above ground That's all on is? Eiffel Tower. The second platform is 376 right. feet, yeah. and the third platform is 900 feet total there height was. on it is wow. uh, okay. 1,063 to the tip. There all right, so, so that's how high it was. So the average story of a building is like 10, 10 feet. feet or something like that. So do the math. I, that's yeah. 10 stories. That's a lot. That's a lot. For the or 13, right? Didn't you say 130? <laughs> It, you're way up. That's what I'm saying. You're way up there. Well, that's a lot of exercise for well, you. Well, no, we got a lot of exercise. But then the funny thing is we, we'd, we'd gotten a hop-on, hop-off a bus, or not a bus, boat thing. So you get back down to the Seine River and jump on this little boat and go to the next stop. And I could see the boat from the top of the Eiffel Tower because you are you can see everything. I, I just about see Detroit from the top of the Eiffel you're Tower. Right, it's right. way up there. And I could see the boat coming up the river, and I'm going, uh-oh, honey. Our boat is, is coming. If we don't miss, make that one, we have to wait like another half hour. Right. So we ran down the Eiffel Tower from the very top. We didn't take the elevator down. Whoa! We ran from the very, very top all the way to the very, very bottom. That's 90 stories. Yeah. And That's then we insane. had to run out through the whole thing and down to the river, and we still got there in time to get on the boat. You know, if you just would have casually taken the elevator and casually walked, you would have just we made that made second boat. I, without, well, I told you. Know. you. <laughs> I just told you. We're adventuresome, and we are cheap. So that's, uh, oh well, it sounds like a fantastic trip. It, it was it was really really nice. And I, last thing I want to say about the whole thing is, Loren and I had gone to France thirty years ago, and we found the French people to be a little less than hospitable to Americans. Okay. okay, okay. If you ask them for something, they just kind of look at you blankly. That's kind of the reputation. That's right? the reputation. That, right? They do have a reputation, and I got to tell you, it is not deserved anymore. Thirty years ago, maybe, yeah. but not anymore. People could not have been more welcoming. Uh, people, everybody speaks English now. Back back 30 years ago, if they spoke English, they weren't going to let you know. Yeah, they're going to torture you for a while before yeah, they right, said right. it. Now it's that was not the issue. I found nobody, zero people that were not absolutely welcoming. Uh, very very nice, very happy to see you. Uh, they love to complain about everything, and they admit to that. And uh, but they do not complain about not speaking French. Anyone so, bring up politics? No, we stayed no. away from politics. Well, yeah, no, I know you did, but sometimes I wonder. <laughs> well, you know, you know? Paris was was amazingly calm. They usually have, matter of fact, the the, the driver of the bus coming from the uh, the airport says, "Oh, usually we have various protests yes. on this day, but uh, this is a holiday weekend, so nobody's protesting." <laughs> <laughs> they got vacations to take. So what that you're saying it. is that if you're going to be going to France. Maybe uh, you're thinking of it's like European vacation, National Lampoon's European <laughs> vacation. The kids, they, Big Ben. Yeah, no. We're, we're <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's not like that anymore. No, no. I, I, uh, Loren and I travel a lot, and we find virtually every place we've ever been in the world nowadays, uh, people couldn't be more welcoming. I just oh, don't find great. anywhere in the world yet that people... How many MAGA know. hats did you see in Paris? Uh, who, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, right. No, no, no. <laughs> I saw one poster with a, a picture of, uh, of Donald Trump on it 
with something written in it in French, and I just I thought about translating, and I said, You're nah. like, no, yeah. no, I, I just, think I can guess yeah, just, probably right. <laughs> just from the look of the picture, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Oh, <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't like some things, and if they, yeah. were compl- I mean, they still complain about the. I'm going to tell you. I'll finish up with this with one great story. I told you they like to complain. They admit to this. They say we complain about everything. So when the Eiffel Tower was being built 150 some years ago, they, everybody complained about what an eyesore it was including the guy who built the Metropolitan Opera House, which is one of the most spectacular buildings on the face of the earth. Mm. He was one of the most vocal critics of the Eiffel Tower, Mm. which was being built for an expo. But he was just talking about, oh, this is a horrible thing we're doing. This is the death of the, you know, France, blah, 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 blah. And then somebody asked him, says, well, would you ever go to the top? And he says, I already have gone to the top. And they said, well, why would you go to the top of a building you hate so much? He said, because I found it's the only place in Paris I can go and not see the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) (laughs) But you got a great view of um, Champs de Lys. Champs de Lys. You guys saw a picture you guys put up in front of uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, we went to the cathedral and I had to do that because I had pictures of Lorraine and I up on the top of Notre Dame 30 years ago. So it was really an emotional moment to take a look at, at what's come down. And the, the, the big debate in Paris right now is what do – they're restoring it. And they've got a lot of money donated to restore yeah. it. The big debate going on right now is to what level do you restore? Do you go to historic levels? Yeah. Which wasn't what Notre Dame was. It had been added on to and changed and modified over all the centuries. So now they're saying which century do we go back to restore it to? Hmm. So they're still arguing should it be some modern additions because yeah. Notre Dame itself was – Modern in some parts compared to the beginning. As long as they don't get rid of Quasimodo's That's room my exactly, bell tower, right? I'm yeah. fine with that. As long as you keep him You're up, good. everything's good right now. So <laughs> anyway, Paris and France, a wonderful trip. Yeah, though in November, just fine. I mean, it, it, summer, the weather's a little nicer. It was a lot I mean, nicer than here. I mean, well, we were, well, we were doing FaceTimes with Scarlett, who is just so just heartbroken about Halloween. I mean, it was snowing. Oh, it was, ho- it was one of like the worst sick. Halloweens ever here. Yeah, it was Really, rainy. was absolutely horrible. Yeah, and so we were FaceTiming with her from, from France, and we were actually enjoying really, really nice weather. I, I had a light jacket on. That's the most oh, I needed. Oh, very trip. good. Very and hardly good. any rain. Just very nice. Well, now that you've made us all thoroughly jealous, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think I know where I'm going to plan my next vacation. Hey, you are listening to Stephen and Joanne's Second Cup, Because the one new cup season. is never enough. Never, yeah. This is season not. two, episode one. Episode one. So if yeah. you're Googling us, it's uh, S0201. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I'm going to go S2E1. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I like that. I think I'm going to do that. Or just search Stephen and Joanne's second cup. Just search second cup. Okay. You've obviously found it if you're listening to it right now. And you want to catch up on all of the previous podcasts too, right? They're all there. Yeah. Hey, we want to do some laughing now. Not that we didn't laugh enough already, but let's laugh some more. This was some of the funniest thing. This was probably one of the funniest days we've had here in, in like, forever. (laughs) John Heffron, comedian and uh, Metro Detroit native. Yeah, he was on the radio here. I remember growing up. And uh, he was on Q95. He was with Don, Donnie Bonaducci and Steve Grunwald, who's over on WYCD right. now. It was the three of them. And I remember listening to them, you know, going to school in the morning. It was absolutely hilarious. He was kind of like an inspiration for me because when I first started in radio, I did a lot of the dumb stuff that he used to do, right. you know, and I like I took some of the things that he did like 15 years before uh-huh. I started. And I was like, let's do that. And I it was it. fun. And it was that's how I got my my foot in the door was doing dumb stuff like he used to he, do. And he was the role model for dumb sidekick. Yes. Him, <laughs> him and uh, Frog Boy Craig in New York were two of my guys that I always went back to see what they were doing because. They were absolutely hilarious. They yeah. did anything to make people laugh, which is exactly how I wanted to do it when I started. And now times are changing. I could care less if you think I'm funny. Oh, 
Oh, oh wait, thank you. Wait, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was funny. You're yeah. fired. See, my dry uh, humor really doesn't really go over worked. that much anymore. <laughs> no, it does not. But John's a great guy. Great conversation with him uh, in town from Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle for some some big uh, performances there. So here he is. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good. I don't know why I talk like that. What, like what? Yeah, every time I do radio, anytime I have a radio microphone in uh-huh. front of me, I just start. Good bold. I don't know why I talk like this. No. And you don't have to put your hand up to your ear. Either. You don't have to put a thing. Do you guys still do time and temp? Is that a thing? Oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, oh yeah, everyone, we do it. Well, we don't do it. Probably not as often as we probably should. But do you again, do that don't... double time? Because I, I was never a DJ. I did radio in well, Detroit for like a we, second, well, but I was like, a, <laughs> I was like a horrible sidekick, you know, in my radio days. Yeah. But that's I, Jason's I, job nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always <laughs> impressed by the people. You know, I don't even know what time it is. What time is it? Seven forty-eight. Forty-eight minutes to seven o'clock. That's <laughs> 11 minutes till you're on late. Now, now Joanne is funny because we both obviously spent all of our careers in television, so this is kind of new to us, too. But One day, Joanne says it is 7.48. That means it is 12 minutes until 8. And we're going, well, you're doing the math for people? Right, yeah. You know well, what, Detroit, because I, I think we're all the same age. Like, like, me being 49, there was a time when I got into my car and I had no digital technology at all in uh-huh. my car, right? So you didn't, I didn't wear a watch. I didn't have a cell phone. So when you were going to work in the morning, you had no idea if you were late or not. And you literally would have to use the sun and go, it seems lighter outside than normal. I have to, or if you grew up in a little town like South Line, like like I did, the only uh-huh. place you'd know what time it was is you'd have to drive by a bank. Yes, right. And then you go, see, it, it's 817 and it's 73 degrees already? Wow, it's going to wow. be a little warmer today. Yeah. Yeah. So you know everything you need to know just by driving by the bank. Yeah, but I mean, that was uh, it, it was such a weird, you know what I mean? Like, uh, even when you drove, remember, and you'd hear a song that on the radio you want. There, there's no way. Like, now, obviously, your radio's going to tell you who's yes. singing it. You hold up your phone. You, you shazam it. it. Yeah. But now you would just, I remember listening, you know, way back in the day, and you're like, DJ guy, just tell me who's <laughs> singing this song. Tell me who's singing these these songs. And then you would call the radio station. Yeah, just and the, the and then they'd have to go through their law. What song was it? <laughs> or then you'd have to then drive to Harmony House, walk up, <laughs> right? Then you'd have to walk up to the counter and then sing that song. song to that to that person. It was, they hand like, you a big plastic disc. Yeah, right. you're like, hey, they're playing it all the time. It's they play it like every twenty minutes. I don't you have to go. I don't know. It's like it's like uh, it's like one make a dream come true to make a dream come true. I love that song. <laughs> you, that's your favorite song right there. Right there. Joanne loves that song. I'm on a new adventure. Oh my gosh. So what do we, I think the moral of this story oh. is that you're telling me we don't need to give time and temp anymore because I don't, it's it, all I, in our car. I, yeah, I okay, that's a good point. I think that's the thing. I think do you know right. what I mean? And, and you know there was some radio person who had to sit through some, you, you know, advisor, whatever yeah, they called, yeah. a consultant that comes and goes, you know what, the people like to hear the time and temp about every six minutes. <laughs> that's the way. Well, do your benchmark bit. Do your <laughs> do your word of the day at 7-Eleven. Then they'll know if these should right. be in their car. Well, our problem is we round things up and down all the time. So we look at the clock, and it's like 7.51. Okay, that's like 7.55, right-ish. Don't you think you'd have more cume? Now I'm talking the thing that like, people would listen more uh-huh. if you – because you ever just, like, tweet out something and you spell something wrong? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you, could say, you could say the, the worst thing ever or uh-huh. something poignant. Right. But if you misspell there uh-huh. – yeah. 
It's all people are getting ketchup. They're like, Haters. Spell, yeah, the spelling. You, stupid? So yeah. you should just say the wrong temp and time. <laughs> Always. And, then, be and, in, and yeah. then what they're going to do is they're going to be like, why, why are they saying it eight, it's 842? It's 615. Right. And they're still, you're going to be so in their head that then they'll call you. And they'd be like, oh, my God, you guys say the wrong time. And then they're going to listen again oh. to see if you see the right time. I wonder if we knew if we would have done that, it uh, would have worked. Just worked out. screwed with the facts. Whenever, <laughs> you know what I mean? You mean we didn't? <laughs> John Heffron is still in the studio with us this morning. Uh, thank you for keeping things light and easy for us, John. You're not kidding. I appreciate it. Seven, uh, well, let's see. Oh, no, we don't have to give the time anymore. That's right. We're in the 8 o'clock hour. That's all we have to tell you. <laughs> That's a, yeah. That, That's it's it. all the, and I've done enough radio to know if you had me in the 9 o'clock hour, uh-huh. you really didn't care about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I appreciate you having me right in the thing because I know people forget that I did radio. Listen, I used to wrestle people in Detroit for Hootie and the Blowfish tickets. That used to be my job, is I would have to pump gas for our station, and you got it paid for that. As I'm sitting in front of Pine Knob with some intern who hates her life, passing out old station koozie logos. Trying to get people in. As I'm at some movie theater giving out free t-shirt for two heads in a duffel bag. And people are trying to kill me over the cheapest t-shirt. Was that last week? Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Vaguely familiar. I, th- that's the one thing I remember about radio. Is, you know, you get up so early and then like, well, at least I can sleep Saturday. And then you'd see a salesperson that they just cloned from some city of salespeople. And then they'd walk in. Oh, by the way, uh, can you do a appearance for us on Saturday. It's not paid, but you're at the shoe hut from two to four, and then Mr. Shoe Hut wants to be on air, so you guys can interview him for 30 minutes, and it's going to be riveting. Well, fortunately, John Heffron has graduated from those days, so now you're a big-time comedian. You've you've done the whole Netflix special thing. I have a new album dropping. I don't even know if that's a thing. They're not even called albums. No, I found out no. what they call them dropping it, though, because I have, I, I'm a musician, so I had my last album, the UPS guy dropped it on my front porch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, so I'm at the Comedy Castle this weekend. It's always nice to, to come home. Oh, yeah. I see people I haven't seen. Uh, I have old, you know, old teachers that I had in, in junior high and high school sit in the front row, and I feel weird. Yeah. yeah the same I mean? ones who used to tell you to stop clowning around? Well, that's it. Were yeah, you the class then clown? you can kind of look at them and go, oh, so my little talkative chatty chat kind of worked out for <laughs> me, did. didn't it? Right. Yeah. So, so Maybe I wasted a lot of time in, in, the, in the hall. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I'm excited to be back. About this time last year, I had my first uh, medical emergency. Oh, so wow. this is my, I got, uh, I was on stage, I was slurring, and my face was really weird looking. So I got back to my hotel uh-huh. and I, I took a picture of my face and, and texted it to my brother in law, uh-huh. who's a, a PA for heart surgery. And I literally go, Is this a stroke? Right. And then he, I got the text bubble. You know those dots oh, where yes. people yeah. are just writing a long response? Yes. And you're like, What are you Am doing? I dying or what? And then all he gave me was an emoji thumbs up. <laughs> literally an emoji thumbs up. And I, so I spent last Christmas Eve alone in a hospital in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, no. I ended up getting this thing called Bell's Palsy, yeah, right. where, it's, yeah. where it's basically your right side of your face just gives up. Yeah, it's a, it's a temporary it, thing, though. Well, yeah, kind of, okay. or not. That's okay. the scary thing about it. So you kind of basically, you have a nerve, uh, you know, on your right side of your face, and it just loses the Wi-Fi connection to your brain, basically, huh. and then your brain's got to get a hold of IT for your yeah. face and create a ticket, and yeah, then you know that is. IT's yeah. like, okay, well, did you, did you try, restart? Try it? Yeah, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to re- turn it off for thirty seconds, and then 
Let us know what happened. Yeah, and, and also, too, I, like, literally, so I was in hospital, in a, but I was going through a huge divorce at that time. And just to show you that if you're listening and you have problems in your life, you almost have to be grateful even for those problems because it could get worse than what you have it. Yeah. Right. So I These literally, I was, words. Like, yes. yeah, I was like, boohoo, I'm getting a divorce. My, my life can't be any worse. And then life went, oh, you know what? How about this? How about you've been married for 17 years right when you're single? We dropped the right side of your face. How about that? <laughs> that how about we do it on Christmas Eve, too? That would be hilarious. I want to see you change your Bumble profile picture. Hey, looking for a girl into the Phantom of the Opera guy. Hit me up. Come on, ladies, who's in the goalies? DM me. So, nice to be back with a 80% fully functioning face. I've always mumbled and slurred, and I wasn't good looking to begin with, so it's all good. Well, you can check them out for yourself and just see how it looks. Uh, Thursday night, you're uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Yeah, that's a good one. Go out Thursday. Thursday. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. Uh, Also, Friday and Saturday, harder to get tickets for those. Yeah. uh, By the way, Joanne's sister's going to be there one of those nights, so she looks a lot like Joanne. Good. Perfect. So do do me a favor, pick her out of the audience, and then just heckle her. Heckle her, Perfect. That's exactly what I'll do. All right, Jessica. I'll make sure she sits on my good side, because I talk better on my left. (laughs) So... I'm faster with my lips. <laughs> Maybe slurring her words by by that time. Who knows herself? Hey, John, thank you so thank much. Thank you what so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, so much fun. John Heffern coming to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Oh, he's love, so love, funny. Love so guy. funny. And the, and the funny thing, also, beforehand, a lot of times with comedians, you have to say, okay, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. They give you a laundry list of subjects because they kind of pre-prepare things. Yeah. We asked John, what do you want to talk about? Hey, whatever. Just and I got nervous when he said that. Because well, yeah, I thought, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, well, he goes, just ask me how I've been since the last time I was here, and I'll fill the time. And I'm like, okay. I didn't even think about it because right. I had that much confidence yeah, in him. Man, did he, he did not disappoint. You no. can ask him about anything because we also talked about other things, you know, before and afterwards. And no matter what you talk about, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, he's just one of those guys that just, he could, he could tell you that. You know, oh yeah, a hurricane hit my house, and you'd laugh. Well, you're talking about Bell's palsy, and talking about his divorce, and we're laughing about it. You're like, wait a minute, what's wrong with this picture? But that—that's him. That's what he does. Example of uh, of uh, John Heffer. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for uh, listening to Stephen and Joanne's second cup. My cup's empty, so I think we better get on out of here. But every Wednesday we'll be back. My supersized cup's empty. What happened to that? Gotta fill up some more. Fill my Yeti up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, have a great week, everyone. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. You can find us always radio.com, WMC.com, or six to ten a.m. Really, 5 to 10, you'll hear us there, too. Every day. Every morning, exactly. (laughs) Have a great one.